Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the Norton Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. However you may be listening, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or through any of the podcast platforms, I just want to thank you for being here. Joe Easton is a technology aficionado, seasoned networker, and seeker of conversations that go beyond the surface. In his role at Rent Manager, he's focused on providing customers with the freedom of choice that's delivered by the software's ever-expanding integrations program. You can find Joe on the Beyond the Rent podcast or an industry event near you. So really looking forward to meeting with Joe. We actually don't talk much about Rent Manager, but we talk about what's going on in the industry through technology. So stay tuned for that, for that conversation. But first, the hot topic of the day. So we are now officially in December as you are listening to this. This should be coming out on around December 6th in 2023. So my question to you all listening to this is, did you hit your forecast numbers? Did you hit your revenue goals? What about your budget? Did you stay within your budget? And I guess the best, the better question I have for the majority of you are, did you create a forecast? Did you create a budget? And if not, why not? So if you have not done so for 2024, highly recommend that you create a forecast and a budget, right? So what is the forecast? Well, forecast, we're going to forecast the income, right? So we're going to look at things like growth. What's our anticipated growth for number of properties we're going to manage? What does that look like, you know, starting in January all the way to December, right? So if you're going to have some marketing investments that you're going to do, some marketing plans, and you're going to start them in January, and they're going to bring in, you anticipate 10 doors a month or whatever, then you're going to say, okay, great. We're going to invest in that plan starting in January. Maybe February, we're going to bring in five doors, and then you know March, going to bring in eight, and then we're going to hit 10 a month. And you can just literally put that out there, and then each door is equivalent to X dollars in revenue. Right? Are you looking at additional fees? If so, when are you going to implement those? And how much revenue per door will that bring in? And so add that to your revenue model. Are there other lines of business? Are you going to open up you know, a maintenance division? Are you, going to still, are you going to do more real estate work? And what does that look like? How does that drive your income? And that income f- will make you look at your expenses And so now if I have X amount of growth, if I'm bringing in 120 more doors for the year, you know, when do I need that next hire? So have you created your org chart and your org chart should be what it looks like today. And then the next five people when you get, when you have to hire them. So when do you have to hire that person? Well, that expense needs to go into your budget 
that corresponding month. Same thing with your marketing investments. How much are you going to invest in marketing and then what does that look like as far as how much business is going to bring in? Don't forget about your conferences and your training and not just for you, but for your team. Obviously, you have your dues and subscriptions, right? Your Appfolio dues, your HubSpot dues or Asana dues or whatever CRM you're using. And so it's important to have these you know, a, a budget and, and, in, and a revenue model so that you can determine are you on target or off target, right? You can literally put in all these numbers and it should basically tell you this is how much money I should make next year. And so that's important to have that information because if you don't look, if you don't like what, what is shown there, then maybe it's time to get rid of some of those expenses or maybe it's time to invest more in marketing to add more more revenue to your company. And so if you want to know how much you're going to make, you, you know, hit through the forecast, create the budget, tweak it, and s- try to stick to it as, as much as possible. I can tell you that I review mine quarterly. Actually, I review mine monthly. And we make, we make changes when we do our quarterly meetings. And so have the forecast, have the budget, and hopefully you can exceed your numbers and make more money than you thought or bring in more revenue than you thought. And this would be your Bible for you for the next, the next year. And if you're think you're having a bad month, look at it and like, Oh, well, we're within our budget. We hit our revenue goals. We're having a pretty good month. We'll be right back after these messages and we'll talk to our good buddy, Joe Easton. When we get back on the other side. Scaling your business means juggling many moving parts, leaving you wondering how to manage it all. How can you keep your eye on growth and streamline your operations? At RentBridge, we've created the Property Management Operating System, an ecosystem for property management marketing and process automation, where you can view and take action on the most important aspects of your operations, from sales and new owner onboarding to leasing, collections, renewals, and more. By bringing operations and marketing under one platform, you can have end-to-end visibility of your owners, tenants, and vendors from the first moment they interact with you, allowing you to add more doors with less effort and scale a truly profitable property management business. To learn more, visit rentbridgegroup.com today. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody, to the Narpham Radio Podcast. And as promised... I got my my good buddy Joe here from Rent Manager. So Joe, thank you so much for being here today, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. So obviously you're with Rent Manager, an industry leader in property management software. And long gone are the days of using pencil and paper or a spreadsheet to track your rent roll. But today's PM software is not your father's software. So talk a little bit about the maturation of PM software in the space. Let's dive into the past, where we were and where we are today, and then I want to know what the future is. So let's talk a little bit from a rent manager perspective or from overall perspective, you know, the invent of PM software and like what problem did it solve and where are we today? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I think we're well positioned to answer that because we've been around for so long. So our software was originally written back in the 80s. And when you think software, you normally don't think the 80s, right? You think like 90s, 2000s, maybe. And and it's really interesting because the, the owner of the company, the gentleman that originally wrote the software, Dave, he talks about one of the first challenges he had was the fact that most of his potential customers didn't even have computers computers back then right so he had to sell them computers along with software so he was solving all types of interesting challenges back then but when we really look at and we don't have to go all the way back to the 80s but we go back 10 20 years in software the reality is is where property management software is really finding its fit was on the accounting side right people wanted to make sure their records were in good shape and they wanted to be able to track their residents their tenants right those are two that i would say foundational things that most people needed out of software and the reality is in many cases that was about all it did at least you know at a, at a high level or in a very uh, robust way right it was it was the accounting piece yeah your residents are in there but it couldn't do a lot of the stuff that it does today yeah, I remember when I when I first started my management firm back in 2011, which is, you know, it's really not that long ago, you know, I mean, but all the software at that time was majorly just major accounting software. And then, of course, you could maybe maybe some maintenance, you could you could have maintenance tickets, if you would, in, in there. But but for overall, that that was really that was really it right back 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 even then. Yeah. And, and again, like I said, that isn't really that long ago when you really look at the big the big picture of uh, where software is today. But uh, as you noted, like maintenance is one of the early things that ended up getting into software because everyone has it. That's a common pain point a lot of people had. And when you think about maintenance, a lot of times you would connect it to the resident or the accounting piece, right? There's costs associated with, with the upkeep and the maintenance of properties. So it it's really fun to kind of look at all of the different ways that property management software ha has evolved. And it's all based on those common pain points that that uh, operators have. And so just like little pieces got added here or there, right? So you you started maybe with accounting, the residents, all of a sudden you get the maintenance piece in there. Well, now you wanna communicate with your residents. So how do we get some communication tools built in there? Maybe we need some more reporting features in there. You just kind of like started getting like feature by feature until really you ended up with this more robust idea of what property man software really could be. Yeah, and I would say over the last few years, we've seen a lot of prop tech companies come in and do some of the things that the management software company was doing, but but they kind of 10x'd it. They've enhanced it greatly, right? Uh, our good friends at Property Meld come to you know uh, Tenant Turner. These these guys come to come to mind when when you th talk about this. And so from a from a property management software point of view. For you, is that good news, bad news? Uh, I mean, for the client, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on, on this? And, and why do you see this happening? And you see it integrating back into the software. I know it's, I asked you about six questions, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but they all tie together. And it's, it's, I think it's probably the part that I love about what we do the most. And it's the part I'm most involved in. And really the comparison I love to give is tying it back to the smartphone. So you think about your smartphone, right? You buy it, you open it up. And there's a lot of things already on it, right? So if we look at like property management software as the smartphone, as the Apple or, or Android phone, there's a lot of things it does. It can make calls, it can do texting, it's got a calculator on it, a calendar. It does a lot of really cool Takes things. Takes photos, right? And photos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got your, exactly. You have all these things that are built in to it right out of the box, but then you have this whole like marketplace 
And I would kind of say the prop tech world is kind of that marketplace that's out there. And even if the Apple or Android phone does something really well, there's probably an app out there that does it differently or even possibly better. So the way that we often look at like, is it good or is it bad? You know, I think it can be a little bit of both sometimes. It adds uh, some competitiveness to our industry that I think is really, really healthy. You know, we are accounting software at its core. We do all types of things. People probably could run their entire business on our software if they really wanted to do it the way that we've built it. But if they want to look at different ways of doing it, and I think property model is a great call out. We do maintenance on our software. You can track maintenance, no big deal. But if you want that, I would say that deeper level of being able to automate things and track things and kind of have more analytics around it, you know, that's really not our forte. That's what the property mail team is really, really great at. So we think it's, it's a good thing because now operators have choice. They really have the choice to do what they want to do and do it the way they want to do it by using different providers. Use our software. Great. We're happy that you use it. But if you want to operate slightly different, become more competitive, you've got hundreds of choices out there at this point. So one of the things that, that I'm seeing, and you can confirm this, is uh, originally when the property melds and tenant turners popped up, I did see a lot of the big companies, rent manager, I, I, not merely rent manager, but Folio for sure. But I did see a lot of the big companies kind of you know, close their, what we call API, but, but kind of, kind of build a moat around their software and didn't really want to play nice with others. And rent manager, if I remember, if, I think I believe this was one of the first ones to kind of open up their API and say, listen, we, we like everybody. We want everybody to play well in our, in our sandbox. And so why, why did you guys make that decision? And why do you see other companies now following suit? Yeah, we were, I would say one of the first, if not the first, you know, you always hate to claim first because there might be a guy that did it a day or two earlier than you, but no, we were, we were 100% open to this idea of working with other providers. And I think there's a lot of reasons. One of them simply is because we know technology is moving faster than our team alone can move, right? So when, when you talk about prop, uh, technology, different software solutions out there, you experienced it, you know, being around since 2011 with your company, how many more options there are today? Rep Manager on its own, if we try to build everything, we probably couldn't keep up with it, right? It's just moving way too fast. So I think there's that element. Um, but really, historically, we've Focus on building really customizable, really flexible software. And in our eyes, it was really just an extension of that, right? If we are going to let people operate the way they want to operate, we have to let them use other tools that they want to use. And if we don't, we actually thought that was a risk to us. Meaning if they go out there and they want to use the tenant turner and the property mode and the lead simple and all these other tools out there, and they don't integrate with us, we're like, well, that that's a pain point. We're causing friction where we probably don't need to be causing friction where if they integrate, our customers are happier. And let, let's just be honest, they're stickier customers, right? Because all their things talk together and they're really happy when they're all talking together. Yeah. I would say we're becoming a society where things are so easy to get. Now we're coming to, to the point where it's more, we want customizable. Right. And I'll give you a great example. I literally just had somebody in my house today that they came to my house, measured me up and, and I'm buying clothes like they're a clothier. Right. But this just says like this just says I don't want off the racket stuff, off the market stuff or off the rack stuff. I want to pick and choose and, and I, I want to customize. And now with 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 rent manager leading the way, 
a lot of the softwares are now opening their API and as a user or as a property management company, I can customize how I want. Like I want rent manager to do my accounting. I want property mail to do my maintenance. I want tenant to do my leasing. You know, I want, you know, tenantreports.com to do my applications or I want rent manager to do it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have all these, all these options now available. And I think you're right. If you were going to be friction oriented and not allow that you're eventually going to lose clients to the ones that are going to allow that is, is kind of what i'm thinking is that kind of the the, the thought process behind that yeah yeah 100 you talk about that idea of like customizing things and getting custom clothing and we really do live in a world where things are more accessible and i'm going to tie it back to the smartphone once again and i love using this analogy that if i was in a room with ten thousand people that's a lot of people and they all pulled out their smartphones. I'm going to tell you every single one of those smartphones is unique, you know, from the ringtone, whether they have it turned on or off, right? The picture on the lock screen, the apps they have downloaded, the, the, all, all of those little settings and all of the ways that they're using it are unique to that individual person. And I think we live in a world where we all want that. And now we want it for our business, not just for our personal, right? We want that personalized experience in our software. And so I, I'm, I'm excited when I see other software companies opening up. I think it's the right move. I think there's a lot of demand for it. We've seen a lot of growth with our integrations program. And while I think, yeah, we probably created a pretty slick program that invites people into joining it. But the reality is, is a lot of it is just the pressure of the industry to do that, right? Our customers are saying, we want to use these tools, but we need them to be integrated so we can stay efficient. And when you talk about this and, and, and having a community, are you talking about the marketplace that you guys created? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So we have about 160 companies or so that integrate with us at this point. So it's kind of this marketplace opportunity where, again, like you go there, you look at maintenance, you're going to find property mail there, but you're going to find a few other people too, because property mail in our eyes, while they're awesome, we love those, those that group over there, they're probably not going to meet the needs of every customer sure. for how every customer wants to do things. So again, it's it's like going to the app store on your on your phone. You know, you want to download whatever it might be, social media tools, something like that. It's not one size fits all. Yeah. So tell me what what do you think, or if you can, what's what's on the on the horizon short term? So I'm going to talk about AI, and I think we'll we'll, we'll kind of let's let's kind of sidebar that since it's so huge. So other than AI, which there might not be anything because everything's AI right now, what are some short-term, some short-term enhancements that you see that the property management, you know, because I, I consider you guys, the app folios, the property wares, real pages, that you guys are the hub. Without you, none of, none of these other, you know, the property modes of the world, they just don't work as well, right? If I had to have, you know, so I, I need, so you guys are kind of the industry leaders. You guys are leading the, the technology for the rest of us to kind of like follow behind. So as far as like rent manager and, and, and product management software in general, where do you see short term some some changes happening? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things going on right now. And I, well, I would agree that like we're kind of that hub, right? Property management software kind of sits in the middle and a lot of things connect into it. We get a lot of energy around all the new property uh, uh, technology, the prop tech that's out there to see kind of what's happening, what's new. And part of the, the challenge I think everyone is facing is you can't do it all, right? So you have to 
kind of pick and choose what you're going to do, what you should focus on. You know, I would say short term for us, a lot of it is is really focused on this idea of efficiency and automation, which isn't a new term at all. It's not a new idea. We've been doing automation for a long time. But how do we keep taking that to the next level? How do we automate more pieces of it? How do we get more workflows into our software? How do we really make the the effort that the PM has to put in to run their business easier every single iteration of our software. So I think automation is a big piece of it. And then to kind of talk non-tech, a big part of what we focus on is actually the support side. We're pretty unique in the fact that we take live calls. I'm here in Cincinnati, Ohio. All of our employees are, are here. And so we take live calls here in Cincinnati, Ohio to support our customers. And so we're really kind of diving into the service side. How do we service customers in, in bigger and better ways? And how do we service maybe their entire business, not just how they interact with our software? That's amazing. I would say on, on your point about automation, you're right. I mean, I hear about automation all the time now. Everybody's looking to figure out how to automate. And, you know, when I started, I started automating. So just to give you an idea, like Lead Simple didn't exist back then. I was trying to use HubSpot and I found a company that, that could that could take HubSpot and, and automate it for some of our processes, which I thought was amazing. Very costly, very, it, 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 not just expensive, but a lot of, it was very time consuming as well. But But it worked. But now the tech is there right? Like not just, not just the tech, meaning like the lead simple of the world, but inside rent manager, inside some of these other, other folios, like you can actually have these workflows inside. So to me, that's going to be huge, right? Because obviously the more automation that's built in, the more doors we can manage with less people, right? And so you become more profitable. And then all of a sudden that dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars per unit that you're paying for it doesn't matter, right? Because you'd be paying a lot more if you had to bring in more team. Yeah, and there's a lot of challenges around staffing right now, retaining top talent, finding new talent, turnover issues. And when you automate a lot of your processes, that actually makes it easier. You can onboard people faster. If there's turnover, you can recover faster. So I think that's really important. And when you really think about like automation, one of the things that it starts to open up is more choice. And uh, the choice actually starts to shift over to the resident side, right? So if you can automate a lot, you can start letting the resident communicate back to you the way that you want to be or that they want to communicate, right? So if they want to do text or email or a phone call, they've got all these options and they all kind of feed together. They all talk to each other and all the data is in one place. So all of a sudden the resident has all of these options. We talked about property mount and so forth. There's some residents that want to call up and tell you that their sink is leaking where other ones want to submit it through an app or a text or whatever. And I think automating things really helps connect the dots on the back end for the PM to free the residents to have that experience they're looking for. Are, are you seeing, because you you, 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 spark, you sparked my mind here, are you seeing that apps are, are getting better for the property management uh, software? Like, I remember when I had my app, I, I was using Propertyware back in the day. The Propertyware app was just very, very scaled down. Are you seeing more robust apps? Is that happening now or has it happened already? I just missed it. You know, I think it's happening. I, I think the big challenge with apps is really resident adoption. I think if you talk to a lot of property managers, they can't really get a lot of the residents and tenants to use them simply because they don't have the the need for it. There isn't this immediate need. When you think about like, again, I talked about smartphones a lot. 
you know, I pick it up all the time because it's doing all the things that I need it to do. When you look at the place that you're staying, well, you need to pay rent, which you may automate that, right? You put that on auto pay so you don't have to log in at all. And if you do, it's once a month to pay. And then you've got maintenance requests, things like that, maybe a lease renewal in there. Uh, they are getting much, much better. Uh, there's a lot more in those apps. But even, I even know on our side, our general website portal for that residents can log into is still more popular than our app simply because, you know, I don't know, I may pay rent while I'm sitting here at work in front of a computer. I don't need an app for it as much as I would need an app for maybe other things. And and I think as we look, you kind of talked about the future. I think as we look into the future, that will hit a tipping point where that'll shift. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of these things start to come to, to come together. And, and really the resident starts to just adopt the app on a higher level. I think that's really going to turn. And maybe it's feature set too. Maybe the, we just don't have the right features in our apps quite yet to, uh, to see the adoption that people want to want to get out of it. Agreed. Let's talk about the 800 pound gorilla. <clears throat> Let's talk about AI. Yeah. I mean, you know, every time you read something or hear something, I, I get, I think we're getting closer and closer to Skynet and Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back from the future, right? That the Terminator. So obviously if you're not, if you're in prop tech or software in general, and you're not in the AI game, you're going to be, you're going to be left behind. So where do you see that where AI can fit in, you know, in, in your software, in rent manager, and then overall, just in property management overall, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I do agree with that sentiment of this idea. You're going to be left behind the comparison that I've been using is comparing it to the internet. Well, back in the nineties and the internet was really basic and kind of a weird place and you couldn't trust what you found there. And now everything's internet based. And, and there was a point, right. Where if you weren't in the internet game, you were left behind. And I think we're right at kind of that pivotal point right now with AI. The past decade, you didn't need to be in AI, right? It was early on, early stage, but now we're starting to see the functionality really, really ramp up. We're sitting here recording this on Zoom. There's a new thing called AI Companion in Zoom, where it'll listen to what we're talking about and type out notes and send it to you afterwards. It's crazy. The things that we can do that are already built in. And I think that's where we'll start seeing things in property management and our software. When we, we just talked about property mode, I think that's a great example. We can use them. I think AI fits there in the sense that when a maintenance request comes in, AI can read it and like diagnose can understand it. the yeah, diagnose it, the <laughs> level of urgency behind it. Do we need, you know, oh, is this a, you know, do we need to dispatch somebody immediately or can this wait till tomorrow? Maybe it even replies to the resident like, hey, Pete, thanks for letting us know that your sink is leaking. It's 3 a.m. No big deal. We'll have somebody out there tomorrow at 9 a.m. And it's already scheduled the tech to go out there, right? I think AI starts coming in and we talked about automation. I think it takes automation and you said 10x, it could be a thousand X on automation because all of a sudden it's doing those decision points that right now we have humans making. And I think we're really close to letting AI make some of those at least easy decisions, right? Uh, right. We're still gonna have right. to triage things and so forth, but I, I think it fits in very well there. Yeah. And I think from a, from a property management perspective, the easy case that I can see is you know, right now you have these chats on people's websites, right? And they're very, very robotic where you can literally flip that to AI and people on your website will literally think they're talking to a person, right? The way it, the way they answer and, and, all, and all that good stuff. So I think that's an easy one. And of course, marketing, right? You can always, you can always use AI for, you know, to, to build out your marketing plan. So there, if you sat down 
And just uh, if you if you listen to this and you say, you know what, I just need an hour of think time. I promise you, come up with 10 or 15 ways that AI can improve your business. And then you can go out there and I promise you, there's probably 10 or 15 companies for every one of those ways that already, already has built in AI of some sort that, that can help your company. You know? 100%. And I would actually say, if you want to come up with 10 or 15 ways that you could use AI in your business right now, including a very specific property management business, you could go use AI and it'll tell you those 10 or 15 things that you could go do. So if you haven't used like a chat GPT type feature, set up an account and log in and just start asking it questions about property management, about technology, about anything. It's yeah. it's quite impressive what you really can get back out and the conversation you can have with AI. We're definitely living in the future right now. Yeah, one one of the best cases or use cases that I've seen in some of the Facebook groups and property management groups out there is how to respond to an unhappy resident or unhappy owner, right? I mean, as a property manager, I'm sure there's ways that we can respond, but then you throw that into chat GPT or something like that. And it comes up with a much, much more eloquent way to tell somebody to go, you know, bleep themselves. <laughs> it's a, no, it's really interesting because you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of emotions that are involved in property management when you're on the PM side, right? Because you you can easily be upset by something or stressed out by something. And by using AI, it kind of takes the emotion out of it and it'll give you a prompt, right? It'll give you a, a response to send and then you go through and you edit it. But at least then, you know, okay, this is, this is professional. This is the right way to say it. It thought of some things that I wasn't thinking about because I'm really stressed right now. It can be a great tool just for immediate communication. Now, Joe, what do you say to the people that are listening to this and they're like, man, I'm still old school, right? The average property manager is about my age and in their fifties, right? They're typically a little resistant to a lot of change, a lot of technology, and one of, the, one of the things I hear at these NARPM conferences and just PM conference overall is like, we're going to use technology to the point where we're not, we're, we're not building those relationships with our tenants and our owners and, and things of that nature. Obviously, I'm asking a prop tech guy, but what do you come out on that? Yeah, you know, the human element is really important. And we just talked about using it like to try to figure out a way to respond to an owner or resident. You have to edit that. You have to put the human touch on it because it's not going to be you know, your style or your voice. I, I would argue that technology and AI is going to give you more time to do these things. It's going to automate those things that you don't need to be touching. The, the, you know, the stack of paperwork on your desk, it can get rid of those types of things. So you can actually go and create relationships and spend more time in that, in that space. And whether we're talking about residents or the owners, we're talking about something of great value to these people, the residents, it's their home, these owners, right? It's their investment. For a lot of these people, it's, it's their retirement. It's whatever it is for them. It's a, it's a big deal. And I think we need to be spending more face time with them. And I truly think technology and AI is going to open that up to do the things that we should be doing rather than things that we have to like go do because they're task oriented. Preach brother. You, you 100% agree. My, I believe that, you know, very similar to what you're saying is with AI and, and process flows and workflows, you, you get your tasking done. Right. The tasking gets done and I'm no longer running a reactive business. It allows my staff to work Monday through Friday, eight to five, not, you know, eight to eight and on weekends and being stressed out. Right. But what it does is it reduces the amount of time your team needs. So now you can run a proactive. You can actually go from a reactive company, which, by the way, I don't see too many proactive property management firms out there. I really don't. Even when I was 
steadfastly trying to make mine a proactive company. Uh, it was taking me a long, long time to get there. With the technology being where it's at now, I think it really is the first time that you can get there. And I know I'm not talking about you, Mr. I have 40 doors and I run everything myself and I'm super proactive. I'm actually talking about companies that are growing, right? And, and they're, they're growing and they're, they're, they have teams and they're like, I, you know, I can't be proactive. And now, by what, I, what do I mean by proactive is, I mean, you can get on the phone and call an owner, not just because they're, they're, they have an eviction going on, tenant didn't pay, or there's a or, or water here needs to be replaced, and I need five grand, right? You can literally call them and say, hey, I want to do a portfolio review. I want to find out, are you looking to buy houses? Do you, you know? And so you can actually talk and listen and build that relationship with your people. So, so I actually to go the other way, right? And I say with automation and everything, you can actually build better relationships. And I think that's what you were alluding to as well. 100%. And the other side of it is those that are using technology will be more efficient and they will put market pressure on those that aren't. Meaning their level of efficiency, they'll probably be able to be more profitable you know, at lower rates and things like that. So all of a sudden you may be squeezed a little bit because you're not using technology. So I would always look at that as well. I mean, being old school, you know, I love old school stuff, you know, so there's nothing wrong with it, but let's find ways to use technology to make our businesses stronger and better and last longer too, right? You know, you mentioned, you know, different generations, you know, I think we're gonna have a lot of younger people enter this industry because of the technology that's now available. Yeah. I think that'll excite them for real estate. And you know, we can see a little bit of uh, changing the guards in the next, you know, 10 or so years. I tend, I tend to agree with that statement as well. All right, man, we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come hit the lightning round. But before we do that, just do you have, if, if someone is listening to this and they're on the fence about like, should I embrace the technology? What, what would be like, what's the one thing you tell them? Like, Hey, if you're, if you're thinking about, you know, adding tech, what's the first step they should take in your opinion? Yeah. You know, I always think it's really good to go to talk to somebody that's done it. So I know the NARPM community, I would engage there. I would start asking for referrals of people that are like running their operations with maybe all the tech, right? And I'm not saying to go all in and use every, every little piece that they're using, but just pick their brain of like why they're doing it, how they're doing it. I would go engage the community uh, over there at NARPM. I think that's the right way to do it. I think there's plenty of people over there that are using tech that would be happy to share what they're up to. Great idea. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be back with Joe Easton. We're going to put him in a hot seat, and we're going to put him in the lightning round. We'll be right back after this. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have 
thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program, starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. All right, welcome back, everybody. Joe, are you ready for the lightning round? A little nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> All right. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who's just starting out in the PM business? Oh, just starting out, yep. I think my advice would be to start out with technology in mind. Think of yourself as a technology company just as much or maybe more so than a property management company. What was your first job? Oh, I worked at uh, Toys R Us. <laughs> they, they don't exist anymore, do they? But they do not exist anymore. Yeah. I think they're trying to make a comeback. They were like an online presence for a while, but yeah, they, they closed. Uh, What'd you do for them? Well, after I left. <laughs> What'd you do for them? Oh, I was a teenager, so just stocking Stock shelves. shelves. Yeah. cashier, yeah. Yep. All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely. I thought we were friends. What <laughs> is your ideal vacation? Ideal vacation is, uh, I love city vacation, so go to a new city I've never been to and just explore. Try the food there. Check out the museums or sports the programs that they have going on there, but kind of just exploring a new city. All right, pretty cool. We explored South Dakota together recently, right? <laughs> we were uh, not really a city, but you know, we hit Mount Rushmore together, so that was fun. That's right. We had a good time. What is uh, something that most people don't know about you? Something that most people don't know about me. So it's a kind of a name thing. So my name is Joe. Uh, my full name is Joseph, but my mom wanted to call me Joshua. So my family actually called me Josh, and they still do. Like so, my. My childhood name and my family still calls me that. But since my name is Joseph, I go by Joe now. That's funny. So if somebody starts calling you Josh, I know they've known you for quite some time. They, they've known me uh, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What is one success you've had in life? Oh, success I've had in life. You know, I would say it's overcoming being a very shy child, even a shy teenager. Definitely overcome that, doing things like this, being able to do public speaking and so forth. If you would ask me before the age of 25, I would have said absolutely not, never, 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 and was able to overcome that. And I think that's a great success. Nice. What is a book you're currently reading or one that you've read that's impacted your business or life? Oh, a book that I'm currently reading. I'm not reading any books right now. Any oh, business a, book or any book you've read that's impacted your life at all? Or are you more of a no, podcast guy? I'm more of a podcast guy. I, you know, I listen right. to a lot of things. I don't listen to a lot of books. But if you're all looking... Right, well, uh, well let's, yeah. let's reframe the... I'll reframe yeah. the question. 
Give me a podcast other than the NARPM podcast that somebody should listen to. Well, I'll give you two. There's a layup for you. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go listen to my podcast called Beyond Rent. But if you're looking for a very interesting non-property management podcast, it's called Freakonomics. And it's, what do they call it? The hidden side of everything. They really do like deep dives and like why things are the way they are. A lot of stats, things like that. It's one of those podcasts that makes you think about things differently and kind of opens up your mind. So I definitely uh, shoot for that one. All right. This one, this one always stumps people. What, which Disney character or Marvel character do you most associate with? Oh my gosh. That is really, really challenging. Oh man. Disney or Marvel character that I, uh, most associate with. I'll take any kind of comic book character if you want to go DC, if you want to go Batman or Superman. You know, maybe uh, maybe I'll go DC and I will give you Robin. I'm often, t- I, so like the whole like sidekick role. I love helping people. I love kind of being the support system for people. I don't need to be in the limelight. I don't need to be the the one giving um the stage I like, I, I do like public <laughs> speaking and stuff like that at this point, but I don't need that. So always like to helping and supporting. So maybe like a sidekick character like Robin. I like it. What do you prefer dogs or cats? Neither. No pets. No, neither. That's the first time I heard that one. Always somebody has one over the other. All right. All right. If somebody is compelled to give you a call or reach out to you, what's the best way they can reach out to you? The best way to connect with you. Yeah. With me, uh, check out LinkedIn try to stay pretty active on there. I don't post a lot, but I'm definitely commenting and connecting there. So I'd say LinkedIn is the best place to find me. And just Joe Easton or is it Josh? <laughs> Good question. It's, it's, it's Joe Easton. Yeah. All right. All right. And if you are, if you are not a member of NARPM and compelled to want to join NARPM, well, first of all, if you're not a member, why aren't you a member? Join, give them a call at 800-782-3452 or go to NARPM, N-A-R-P-M.org. And if you are not ready to automate and you need people to kind of help with some of the challenges, please go to VPM Solutions, Virtual Property Management, VPM Solutions. We have over 31,000 remote team members looking to work in the property management and real estate industry. Joe, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Till next time. See y'all. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 